Warning, the Chaotic Culture Podcast is a program for mature audiences. The language and content presented in this podcast is of a mature nature that some audiences may not find suitable. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Grab your loved ones and bring them closer Extra, extra, read the poster The KKP is taking over Sleeping on me, better smell the Folgers I've been raising sharp since the Motorola Off the O, like the cover Oprah Popping bottles, feet all in the sofa It's a celebration, though the times is hard It's raining blessings, give it up to God Chaotic culture, the greatest part We can't the pro, the one in charge But it's a celebration, times is hard It's raining blessings, give it up to God Chaotic culture, the greatest part We can't the pro, the one in charge We're living in a chaotic culture Living in a chaotic culture. We living in a chaotic culture. We living in a chaotic culture. Oh, we living in a chaotic culture. 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 Oh. gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the chaotic culture podcast the pod where chaos rules and black culture is elevated as always continue to embrace the culture this podcast will deep dive into modern black culture and how millennials and gen z can navigate the crazy parts from finances music business black business highlights excuse me home ownership hbcus sports black nerdum, anime we cover all that and everything in between Live from the 7-5, I am the host and creator of the Chaotic Culture Podcast, your boy Ked the Pro, a.k.a. the Calculator Millennial, a.k.a. the Cutlass Diamond, a.k.a. don't be pushing on my buttons in my cutlass unless you're cutting, a.k.a. Panda's favorite Toxic Adjacent King, a.k.a. your favorite Shadowrun Consultant. The 843 is me, but VA is where I stay. Always chaotic, never toxic, except for maybe this week. I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling a little eh today. <laughs> It's it's just one of it's been one of those weeks, y'all. You know, think things happen and and it not necessarily things happen. You just you just know that the energy just seems off. It, it's one of those weeks where I I just like nothing really bad happened, but it's kind of like eh, you know because and I'm usually in the holiday spirit because I love Christmas. It's my favorite holiday, but I just haven't been in the holiday spirit. I don't know. Maybe it's just everything that's been going on this year that that might be it, but. Still, we gon' we gonna get we gonna get lit, man. I'm I'm over here. Uh, of course, we got the bottle out. We got the bottle of Casamigos out. I'm I'm going to be careful, you know, because folk got to get up and still go to work tomorrow. That's a fact. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, with me right now, of course, is uh my co-host here, my boy Law. Go ahead and introduce yourself as always, sir. What's going on? What's going on? It's Law, aka Lawrence. Uh, we're back again on positive vibes. Um, I just want to say first and foremost, you know. Try to be the light in every situation that you encounter. It's going to be harder than most days and harder than not. But, you know, just continue to really be the person that has that spark because you never know how it could change not only your life, but those around you. Indeed, man. Indeed. 
uh, with that, Nasa is not here with us today. Um, she's out enjoying herself. I don't know what she's doing, but she seemed like she was having fun today. So we're just going to go ahead and let her have her fun. That's fine. Yeah, make sure that she got her, uh, her um, you know, get her, get herself out there and just have, uh, you know, have a good time or whatnot. So um, we definitely miss you. Hopefully we'll be able to have you on the next episode. Um, I know that a lot of people are going out of town this uh, this upcoming weekend. So we're going to have to make some arrangements and see what we can do. Um but yeah, uh, so uh, for those who have listened for the past few episodes, obviously we appreciate you. You know, thank you for continue your continuous listens here. Thank you for continuing to support us. We definitely appreciate you guys for tuning into us each and every week. Uh, we do drop every Wednesday at around eight a.m. Sometimes we may drop it a little earlier, just depending on if I'm able to edit it. So definitely continue to check us out every Wednesday morning. You know, we're live on this uh, on this podcast on all streaming platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, I'm working on trying to get this through SoundCloud as well. So we're going to do that. Um, iHeart is still being iHeart, so I don't even know if I'm going to be able to distribute to them. But we're working on it. You know, we are working on it. Baby steps. Yep. Yep. But another thing, on some real, like, we hear from maybe five to six people in a week. Let's start hearing from you all more. I like to actually, you know, get some more feedback, get some more respondents, you know, so that we can kind of tailor things to be more uh, interactive with you all as our listeners. You know, without you all, we, we wouldn't be anything. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, let, Give us some feedback. I want to know how y'all feel. Let me know if my take on on the music roundtable is is trash. You know, <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm still going to debate you and keep my my stance. <laughs> but uh, yeah, get back to me and let me know something. And that's real. Speaking of which, um, we have a, a music roundtable episode that is coming up very soon. Um, we will be discussing the the Lil Wayne discography. So definitely tune into that. I do have a list of rules now because we're going to probably have more people that will participate. So we'll try to let them know how they will go. But I'll actually explain those rules to the podcast members off, you know, off mic. And then for everybody else, once we actually get a chance to do the episode. So, um, so far, I'm on Lil Wayne's last album, Funeral. And, um, yeah, I'll give my grade on that. Mm, yeah, I, I'll give my grade on that. That that one, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm really at, like, I want to say it's a C plus. You know, I'm taking it for where Weezy is in his matriculation as an artist. And then on top of that, the, the features that he has up there. Um, yeah, I'm going a strong C plus. We'll see. Uh, I don't want to spoil my grade. Um, but it is... I'm going to say Funeral is not bad. It, it is probably going to be one of those mid-albums, which, as you say, would probably fit right around C+. But I'll give my final take on it once I actually, like, finish it. So, so far, I haven't gotten a chance to finish it. I'm, I'm probably, like, a little bit, maybe a little more halfway. Am I halfway through? I don't know. I got to look again. But, yeah. It's, uh, if you're not listening to Deluxe, it is 24. So that means you would be down somewhere around uh, Know You Know and Wild Dogs, something like that. I've already listened to Wild Dogs, so I'm pretty sure that I'm... Um, you're a little bit over, yeah, over half. half. Yeah, okay. All right, cool. Well, yeah, I, I definitely didn't listen to the deluxe. I'll, I'll probably do that after I've finished um, 
because yeah, I listened to the deluxe version of the Carter Five, and boy, that was a well. You're in the store for 32 songs. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I will say, um, if you're going to do a listening listen through for any uh, artist who has deluxe, do it when you're doing something like working out or yeah. cleaning. You know, it helps to take away from some of the focus that you're listening to 32 <laughs> songs yes <laughs> but uh it makes it a little bit easier to to palette so um yeah definitely deluxe albums are for gym gym uh trips and cleaning traveling things that are going to take at least an hour yeah. <laughs> or more of your time <laughs> yeah don't just listen just to listen like do something that's going to be productive and will help you waste time because yeah, just trying to listen to it just for the sake of listening can be um, quite arduous. To say the least. Yes, very. So with that, um, definitely tune into the Music Roundtable episode. That might be the next episode that we do, considering that we want to try and get that out before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether we can do it together or by Zoom, we'll, we'll figure out all the details later. Um, if you don't hear an episode next week... That probably means that the very next week will be that Music Roundtable episode. So it'll be just right before Christmas. So um, for those who are getting ready to celebrate the Christmas holiday, of course, you know, do what you got to do. Get your shopping done. I hope everybody was able to do their shopping, whether it was online or in the stores. I hope y'all didn't lose y'all minds trying to find y'all gifts on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. But (laughs) either way, I hope you got everything that you wanted to, to give to your family and friends and I hope that you are able to spend family time with each other when the holiday does come around. Um, as I said, Christmas is my favorite holiday, and my mom and brother are actually going to come up to Virginia to spend it with me, so i got to find a Christmas tree. So, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, the last time they came up here, I did, excuse me, I did not have a Christmas tree, and I felt kind of bad. I'm like, dang, I, I usually like to decorate, because we used to always love decorating mama's house, So and I, and I still do. So I'm definitely going to at least get a Christmas tree and maybe a couple more Christmas decorations on there to make it at least look somewhat festive in here. Definitely. Yeah. Um, as far as my crib, I'm probably just going to go to my mom's house, do the tree there. I'm not I'm not really pressed no. <laughs> to put one up in the, in the crib. But um, yeah, definitely we would do like cookies and play music and decorate the tree and you That's know, real. just spend time with the fam. So. I yeah. think that's what I'm looking forward to most. Yes, sir. Um, I've already, I've started listening to my Christmas music now. I'm not one of those people who will uh, play Christmas music in November or as soon as November starts. I'm not one of those people. I will wait until after Thanksgiving. So I, I guess I got to play more to actually get into the Christmas spirit. So hopefully I'll get the chance to do that this week. What's the uh, the temptation song that everybody say says the first line to? Oh, I mean the the Silent Night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where they go in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> I crack up every time in my mind. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's that's a good. That's when you truly know Christmas is here when you hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, so yeah, with that, uh. Again, I hope everybody gets a chance to... Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. I'm watching football. and Oh, wait. There's a flag. So, it might, it might be okay. It might be okay. I'm hoping it's on uh, Baltimore. I'm watching the, the the Ravens and the Steelers. And the Steelers have been eh, subpar this year, but... And I um, think the, the, Reds, uh, the Washington <laughs> football team mm. have just uh, squeaked by the Raiders. So oh, boy. They got some uh, payback for the conference. 
Okay, cool. It's pass interference on Baltimore. So, and this guy, they got two minutes and 45 seconds left. So, I need Pittsburgh just to continuously milk this clock. And we and hopefully we eke out the win. Um, it should be a tie game right now, but Boswell missed the kick. Uh, he missed an extra point. So, um, oh. Yeah, uh, that wasn't really pass interference. They both were jostling for the, the ball. Yeah. yeah. Well, either way, I'm glad the call went in Pittsburgh's favor. So with that, um, all it's, while we're on the subject of sports, um, real quick, of course, shout out to my Chicago Bulls. If I had a gunshot, I would definitely be playing that, um, because boy, them Bulls look good. And again, again, I know it's still very, very early in the season, but I'm just excited for what this team has in store for weeks to come. So by the end of the All Star break, if they're still continuously you know, winning, then I think we're in good shape for the playoffs. Oh, are you talking about the uh, the Bulls? My, my Heat have been doing their damn thing. Oh, too. yeah, he he been balling too. Jimmy Buckets and Bam, you know, I need them to, you know, keep it pushing. You yes, know? sir. Yeah, I can't wait to see what the East has in store this year. I think they're they're going to be a little oh, more it's competitive. Definitely going to be a shootout, yeah. to say the least. Um, I'm lo- also looking forward to see what happens in the West. Um, it's it's just going to be interesting to say the least. Yeah, the the Warriors, man. They they don't have everybody. They still have injuries. Clay is not back yet, but they're still playing lights out. It's incredible just to see how together that team is now. Uh, even with the injury, so when Clay comes back, if he can fit into that system, Warriors gonna be a problem. Oh yeah, again, <laughs> <laughs> they're looking like uh thirteen fourteen. You remember then they went on that, that championship run. Mm-hmm. That's that's how they're looking right now. Um, and I think with Clay coming back within the next month, month and a half, he's he, like I think he's just gonna mesh right in. Uh, right now, Eastern Conference has Brooklyn on top. Uh, then it's Chicago, second, Milwaukee, third, uh, Washington, fourth, Miami, fifth, and Boston, sixth. So. And that's crazy that Washington is as high as they are, man. They they coming out the gate strong, too. This is going to be I'm good. And then you. I know, uh, wait, where is Charlotte at? Where are the Hornets? Are they seventh or eighth? Uh, Charlotte is actually not in the running. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, They are... I mean, well, they're, they're in eighth. Okay. All right, cool. Because I know right they behind had... Cleveland. So, okay. I mean, I don't want to say that they're not in the running, but if we're talking uh, who's going to the playoffs, that's that's really kind of why I made that comment. Yeah. But, um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Again, we, we still got a, a few games before we can, you know, before we know officially who's in the playoffs. We got we got a long season. You know, basketball is what it is. Yeah. Um, but right now, Golden State, they're leading – well, they're really tied right now with Phoenix at nineteen and four. Oh yeah, because Phoenix went on a like a eighteen game win streak themselves. Like, did they win good. the other night? I don't know. I don't know. Let me hold on. Let me check ESPN. I got you. Uh, no, they lost to the Warriors. Oh, okay. On okay. Friday. Damn, what was that final score? One eighteen to ninety six. Sheesh. Either well, way, they still balling. Uh, yeah, they they so definitely still are. You, for the West, you got Golden State, Phoenix, Utah, Memphis, uh, the Clippers, and then the Lakers. And everybody's been really getting on the Lakers, <laughs> talking about oh LeBron about to get everybody traded. Well, I mean, if it, if it if it don't work by midseason, I you know I honestly can say that it probably 
might happen. So I, I don't t- I don't hold anything against the team that LeBron is on because they'll probably will make a trade happen somewhere down the line if something ain't working. Uh, I don't know who they would trade. I don't know who would. I, I honestly I really I don't, don't see any any agents moving right now. Nah, not right now. But we'll see. You know, anything can happen before the trade deadline and before All Star break. So you know, it's a uh, is that's the beauty of sports, man. You really don't know what these these front offices are thinking about, and you know what these coaches are thinking about, and which player can help benefit their team the most. So it's just like, how do you look at the the long term picture, especially like when you're at this point, like twenty games in, mm-hmm. twenty twenty five games in, you're like okay, well let me think down the line. Uh, what do we need at, on the defensive front? How can we we boost our, our offensive front? You know, yep. so it's just it's interesting to see like you could go to sleep a a Miami Heat or a Heat and then turn around and get the call and you're going to Indianapolis. Like, no, nah, that's, <laughs> that's real. <laughs> like, I just, it's wild, but that's the that's the life. Yeah, man. Uh, so with that, um, transitioning from NBA into college basketball. Uh, now, of course, the season really just got started, but I really want to highlight this crazy game that I literally just went to last night or on Saturday for those who listen to. I went to Hampton, Norfolk State. Now, they had played the week prior in Phoenix for the uh, HBCU Game Day Challenge, and we didn't get, like, cooked cooked. But what happened is the Hampton had the lead in the first half, and then Norfolk State ca- came all the way back and ended up winning by nine. Now, Norfolk State had only lost one game uh, prior to that. So now they're like, I don't know, but I know coming into this game, they were 9-1, and one, and Hampton was an abysmal 2-6. and six. I don't know what's going on. I guess it's an entirely new squad. I guess because Hampton has not been playing for a, a year and a half because of COVID and whatnot, you know, you got whole new players and a whole new team to work with. Mm-hmm. But still, I went to the game. And Hampton was up as by as much as twelve throughout the um, the first half, and then Norfolk State came all the way back. But I saw how they did it. Um, one, they got Hampton in foul trouble, mm-hmm. um, and because of that, they just kept attacking the paint. Like they weren't really hitting outside shots or any threes or anything like that. They just kept attacking the paint. They just kept attacking the paint. Um, and the more that they got him in foul trouble. The more that score dwindled down from 12 to 7 to 6, back to 8, back to 7 to 6 to 5. And then eventually they took the lead with a few minutes left in the second half. And then uh, as the game started to wind down, of course, Hampton has one of the very last possessions. They're trying to dwindle the clock so that way if they make a shot, you know, Norfolk State doesn't have that much time to try and take the lead. So that way they might be able to go into overtime. Well, they... Missed the shot, and Norfolk State's up by one at this point. Norfolk State gets the rebound. They foul almost immediately. You got like 6.9 seconds left in the game. Norfolk State only ends up hitting one or two. They make the first one, and they miss the second one. So it's 55-57. They get the rebound. Hampton goes. Of course, they, they, they get to the other side of the court, but time is literally literally winding down. It's less than two seconds left. They pass it to um, my boy Deuce Dean, and he takes a miracle shot. Like, he's just throwing up a prayer at this point. 
and it goes in as the buzzer goes off. When I tell you Convocation Center exploded, <laughs> oh my gosh, man. And, and it's a rivalry game, obviously. Hampton and Norfolk State have been rivals. Battle Bay, yeah, man. Battle of the Bay. They've been rivals for years. But I have, ne- li- live and in person, you rarely see moments happen like that. You might see them on TV. You know, but the fact that I was just there live to see that was 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 incredible, man. I was like, "Yo, this shit was crazy." So, um, definitely shout out to my, to the Hampton men's basketball team, man. Shout out to the boys. Um, Norfolk State did come and play a good game. They didn't bring the Spartan Legion, so the band wasn't there. Um, I guess COVID protocols, man. The the band had just gotten, I guess, back from Thanksgiving break, and they couldn't get any of their tests back to. Uh, Hampton in town because you know Hampton got strict rules when it comes to the, the, this COVID ish. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that, that's what it is, man. But um, I'm definitely going to have to plan to see one of these games in January. Uh, it's, yeah, it's been been a minute since I, I've been to Convo. So yeah, yeah, man, come check the band out. You know, give my support. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, oh, by the way, how was it, New York? New York was cool, man. Uh, we definitely had fun at the uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, bro. It I really enjoyed myself. Was it cold? Not on the day of the parade. It wasn't that cold. It was cold, but it wasn't like, oh my God, I can't like. I can't function. Yeah, can't function yeah. cold. Now the Tuesday before, oh, bro, it was bad. Like it was cold, cold. Um, I, because we we all went out into the city just because. Um, they let the students do their thing, and of course the adults did their thing. I, I kind of went on my own little uh, mission. Uh, I when I got to, cause we stayed in Jersey City at the Hyatt, like literally right across the Hudson from uh, Manhattan. Yeah. And so I, I took the path down to uh, World Trade Center, and then took the subway down to Times Square. When I tell you, boy, it was cold. I'm <laughs> sitting here like. I'm glad I got a hoodie and a jacket on and gloves on. I'm just sitting here like, keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it moving. Because um, knowing that I'm by myself, it's like I, I'm focused, but at the same time, I'm like, I know I'm up north. I ain't trying to get the swindled. Yeah, on, I'm on just like, thousand. right. And, you know, even though it's Times Square, I know, again, shit happens. So, and, and one of the things that I always do to protect myself or to at least take my belongings like my phone and my uh, wallet, I have in my hand in that little hoodie pocket. So I'm literally carrying it without actually like putting it in my pockets because the, the clothes that I had on didn't have like zippers on the pockets. So it's like, yeah. yeah. So I'm always having my hand on it. Um, but I mean, things went smooth. Had a nice time. Got a chance to meet up with a, uh, one of my friends who used to be on the flag line. Um, her name is... Uh, Goodness gracious, it's Aaliyah. I don't know why I just dropped it up, but it's we know too many Aaliyahs, that's what it is. Yeah. But um, yeah, um, shout out to Aaliyah Barnes. I don't know if she'll ever uh, check this podcast out, but definitely shout out to her. Definitely had an excellent time. Glad I got a chance to catch up with her because it has been a minute. Um, but yeah, man, New York was was really fun. That that parade moved fast. I believe it. I, and usually with um with parades, like I'm used to it moving but then like stopping at certain points so that way you might be able to catch your breath a little bit and then you know moving no nbc had you going like like this i'm just sitting here like yo and this is two and a half miles Oof. Mm. watch it be on the defense but yeah no nah, yeah. I, I realized that um because i woke up probably like 
9.45, looking for you guys, because I know y'all had said it was going to be on that 10.08, mm-hmm. but when I, like, went back and I replayed, so, like, um, you can look at, it's a YouTube that actually had um, all the floats and who all the participants as it was going, and so I looked at it to see where you all were um, within the parade. It's actually on the offense. Mm. It's tough. Um, and then so like when I saw the, um, excuse me, y'all had um, a balloon behind you all, or it was in front of y'all with the R on the chest. I think it was behind us. Yeah, so I saw y'all and I saw the balloon, and then when I actually tuned in live, they were actually on the balloon, and this was at like ten fifteen. Mm. So like they showed y'all probably at nine away if we being real. But um yeah, uh I wow, okay. But um yeah man, we uh I definitely had fun. Um were you able to like peep the actual clip though of, of the um on YouTube? Um it wasn't y'all performing, it was just like a like a progression through. Oh oh okay. Um, I can send you the clip of them actually doing the star performance. So yeah, do that because like I I really did want to like catch y'all and record it so that mm-hmm. I can have that as like yeah happy. <laughs> yeah yes sir yes sir so yeah we'll definitely I'll definitely do that for you man um all right so uh we got a couple of uh topics to to get through um you know they're not very big topics so we ain't gonna hold y'all too too long today but we definitely got to discuss these things uh that's happening in our culture today um first of all we we gotta address let's address the series part first yeah, first off serious. let's let's talk about this ethan crumbly situation um now for those of you who haven't heard in the news of course there was a shooting in uh at oxford high school in oxford michigan which is a few miles outside of um it's a few miles outside of detroit now the way that the newspapers handled it of course they had those headlines saying that it was one of those detroit suburbs but oxford is really like out the way in detroit so i wouldn't even consider it a part of detroit but y'all know how these headlines like to portray Detroit as this crumbling city and so on and so forth. So, yeah, there's that. Um, with that being said, the Ethan Crumley, who was a 15-year-old, bought a handgun to school. And, of course, there was another school shootout. Uh, excuse me. There was another school shooting, not shootout, because that would imply that people were busting back. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so he uh, was pretty much bought a uh, gun to school and popped four people and injured seven. And it's just crazy. I guess he might have been a trouble child or a bully child. I really don't know the details. But the crazy thing about this is that, the one, this already goes into the, the argument of, uh, about gun control. We already know, you know, the, the fact that we try to beat a dead horse about responsibly owning guns and... You know how the opposition will tell us that, you know, that we're trying to take away guns and so on and so forth. Uh, clearly, that's not the case in in this situation. This was definitely a form of negligence. And it really just really begs for people to please, 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 if you have a weapon, please make sure that you are doing your best to lock it in a safe and be responsible when owning your guns. Because when you have situations like this that really just shows negligence on your part especially as parents now the whole james and jennifer crumbly ethan's parents 
that's an entirely different story because let's start at the beginning. One, this dude, they bought they buy the gun for him for his birthday. He's 15. He's not supposed to have a gun at that age. It's illegal. Now, unless they are teaching him how to properly use the firearm and then until he becomes of age to give it to him, he had no reason to have that gun. Yeah. Or have access to said gun. Exactly. Um, with that means you have also, uh, a situation where they, they did take him to the range and I guess they were practicing with it, which in normal circumstances I I get, but I guess for me, I don't know how I would feel putting, uh, but then again, no, I can't even say that because I'm a boy scout and I was handling rifles at 15 years old. So, but again, goes to the fact that you have proper training, you know, so unless it was for training purposes, there should have been truly no reason for him to have access out of it outside of at the range right. where, you know, he is supervised. Exactly. Oh, it's a so, game now. No, nope, yeah, we're going in overtime. Unless he misses, unless Justin Tucker, Mr. Automatic misses, which if I can, to my account, he's missed only one. Oh, they're going for two. Oh, Uh-oh. how oh, about F-, F to B? Oh, man. F to B, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get it. Okay, so I guess we about to see if they make two, then that then sheesh might be, what, be game. It's like twelve seconds left in the game. So, but if they if they miss, then they'll probably they'll probably try an onside kick. But either way, um, yeah, man, as you said, like we had training actually using the the weapons and whatnot. So unless he was unless they were teaching him how to properly use it, then yeah, naturally. But what the alarming part is that this kid went to school. And was looking up ammunition. And the teacher found out and reported it. And of course the parents did nothing but just say. Uh, when they text him back. Uh, LOL next time don't get caught. This I guess this is the mom that did that. That's. Mm, that's sign number two. That this might turn into a bad situation. The most alarming sign. Was the fact that he had a drawing. Of him shooting people. And had some very cryptic messages on that said drawing. And now you got the teachers like, yo, what the fuck? And so literally they take him to counseling and they recommend, yo, get him out of here because that drawing right there, that is a red flag. That is a huge red flag. But, and of course the parents were there, but the parents decided, oh, you know what? We're not going to, we are not going to pull him out of school. You know, we feel as though we shouldn't have to pull him out of school. And, you know, we're not going to, I guess, follow the recommendation of the school faculty. So because of that, he ends up going back to class. That very same day, he pulls out the gun and kills four people. So right there, that's really... That's really the the major red flag there. Um, during the shootout, uh, during the shooting, of course, his mom takes him. I guess she found out that he had it and was like, "Ethan, don't do it, don't do it." Um, his dad, of course, reported that the gun was missing, um, which meant that the gun was not secured in a safe space. And yeah, that really just shows how um, negligent those parents really were and that they really are some terrible parents i mean it's negligence from from start to finish Mm -hmm. first things first 
if I'm cor- not if I'm understanding correctly the proper age to be able to own a weapon is 21. In most states, it should be and 21. Then I think it's like 18 or something for a shotgun. Mm. So you're buying a gun for someone who isn't really going to get it until six years or six years until they can actually get the gun. That's yeah. red flag number one. Number two, God damn, he went fine. <laughs> number two, um, if the father is fluent in handling firearms, he should know that you need to have gun locks and a safe and, you know, not allow him to be able to have access to said gun. Mm-hmm. Number three, the mother sending out all of these, like, half-assed concerned messages doesn't really you know show that she truly cared if i'm being honest you know Mm, like lol don't get caught like bro like no you need to have some form of discipline with your child and i'm not saying that you got to put your hands on them but you legit had a conversation like bro what's going on like show that you care for your child like what's going on why do you feel the need to look up like you know what i'm saying like have some some sort of empathy towards your child. And then the third part is, you know, again, like you say, the accountability factor. You need to be able to, you know, own up to the fact that y'all didn't take the right measures when it came to the people bringing concern about your child to your your life. Like, yeah. It's it's just bad all around, and as you said, like that 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 really should have been uh, a sign for the the mom to go. Wait a minute, why why are you looking up ammunition at school of all places? Well, why are you looking up ammunition to start? And that should have been there's a conversation should have been had with Ethan about that situation because you really just can't go into there just nonchalant like oh next time don't get caught like no you're really doing it in school where you know that multiple school shootings have happened throughout the years in the United States. like, But, yeah, as you said, that really just goes back to the parents because it truly shows that they didn't care. And it especially showed because after, of course, they, um, that they, that Ethan was, um, ah, what's, what's one of them? After he was detained, mm-hmm. um, the parents, of course, I guess, I don't know if they missed his arraignment or they missed theirs. I don't know what happened, but um, oddly enough, in a situation like that, the DA was like, okay, now we need to consider involuntary manslaughter for the parents because the whole situation was negligent all around. <laughs> they set the they set the, the stage for it to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And at, at that, once that happened, the parents apparently had... Um, withdrawn like four thousand dollars worth of cash from an ATM which I didn't know that you could do at an ATM. I didn't know you could do four thousand dollars. I thought the max was at least a thousand. That's what I'm saying. I thought the max was a thousand myself. Well you know, we are talking about the other side of Well <laughs> of the, of the, of yeah. the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no telling what was possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um yeah it, it really just is so confusing because they were able to do that and then apparently they wanted to say that they weren't on the run from the law and that they would be willing to work with them. But then they go missing once the uh, DA says, yeah, we're going to hold them. Uh, we're going to charge them from involuntary manslaughter. Now we can't find the parents. For well, me, that sounds like uh, we're trying to flee <laughs> from, from the yeah, well, Apparently they found him in Detroit in an abandoned building, in the basement of an abandoned building. 
So yeah, the whole family getting getting clapped for that. Like that's that's crazy, man. That whole situation. And I have some thoughts regarding that because isn't it so weird that uh, outside of the gun control or or the common sense gun law conversation, it's crazy that a lot of schools in inner cities that are attended by majority black folk have metal detectors Mm -hmm. and some of these schools in the suburbs do not but most of these school shootings have happened in suburban schools Mm -hmm. and most of these school shooters have been uh, of the other persuasion I just found it crazy that he was able to look up ammunition on the school's Wi-Fi because when I remember coming to school you couldn't even look up anything that was deemed vulgar or else it would kick you out of out of the internet yeah so. I, I'm, I'm with you on that one bro because my um it's the same thing with us bro like my school granted i don't even know if my school had wi-fi when i was in school because I, I went to high school from 05 to 09 so i know that you know they have the computers have internet but they didn't have but, I'm, but, wifi. but that's what i'm saying like the school internet like the school system internet uh-huh. would put a like an ad block yeah an ad blocker on it which you like because like you remember the um well, game website called Mini Clips, uh-huh. where you could play different games on the computer. Like we try to go and play games on the computers, like during computer lab, and it'd be like, nah, if it's not educational based or for like research purposes, you you really ain't had no mm, no access to the computers. Yeah, know? exactly. Um, but no, you you make a very excellent point, bro. Like I'm surprised he was able to do that, uh, and. It's just, it really is surprising. Because I know a lot of people wanted to blame the school in this situation. But the school did what they could. And unfortunately, a lot of people were just like, well, why didn't they just kick dude out or suspend him? I'm like, man, they can barely suspend students within reason nowadays. You don't think if they tried to do that, that the parents wouldn't come back and start up a whole whole bunch of shit? Like, why are you suspending him and shit shit, and give the school hell for that? Nah, man, it's, it's, it's tough being an educator out here. It's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. So they did all that they could to try and, uh, you know, address the situation. But obviously the parents didn't see any rhyme or reason to take him out of class. And now four students are dead. Well, maybe not four students, four people are dead. I mean, but and then on top of that, now you're having to send out grief counselors and Mm -hmm. having to have people to provide emotional support and all this this other stuff but it's just like when you actually start putting the necessary ramifications in to not only keep students and faculty safe that's when the true change will come but again because we've just been going off of a system that has been made to in air quotes cover all it, it doesn't work like we actually have to take a, a a broader look at what it means to be within the education system, yeah, what it man. means to actually because you got to think about it as an educator nowadays, and I mean I'm just speaking from the people that I know that are educators. You're having to be the teacher, the guidance counselor, to some extent a parent, a role model, mentor, uh, after school. Uh, you know what I'm saying, like, after school attendant, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot of things that play into 
what it means to be a teacher mm-hmm. or an educator. And again, like I said, until there is some type of reform for not only the education, but for how we go about teaching education, it, it's not going to change. Yeah, man. <sighs> and then we end up with more situations like like we had. Yes, sir. And it's really just, it just is so baffling, you know, this, how this entire situation played out. But it is, I'm, I'm not going to say it is what it is. It's just, man, if you, some people really, some people really don't really need to have children. I'm just going to leave it at that. Some people really don't need to have children. But here we are in 2021 and we still have people who stereotype black folk as inherently dangerous and black kids as inherently dangerous and as hoodlums and all of this other shit meanwhile you got situations like this that happen but let me not get on my soapbox about that man because i could go all night and i'm just i'm i'm tired <laughs> I'm, t- I'm tired of those conversations man. but it's just like we talk our- ourselves in circles yep because we know that <laughs> we aren't the root of the problem. We, we, oh, yeah, we know. We know. But for whatever reason, man, I mean, not for whatever reason, because obviously it's it's still just racism that, that or inherent racism that has been built into this system and has built in people's hearts, man. They have certain stereotypes and view certain people a certain way when, you know, and, and want to hold themselves as uh superior to others but uh, anyway everybody want to be black till it's time to be, to be black, black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well needless to say man this has been um a very 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 interesting um week to be certain so to get off the the ethan crumbly situation and hopefully he him, him and his parents are charged to the fullest extent of the law and our prayers and thoughts go out to the families affected by this and to the school that has been affected by this because as you said now that entire school system has to get grief counselors and making sure that the students are okay because there there could be a moment where the students might get triggered and might have um ptsd from this situation so yeah definitely definitely hoping that the the students and the educators get the necessary help that they need for the situation moving on uh this past December 2nd, I believe that was Thursday, mm-hmm. we had a versus battle. <laughs> now, I've actually been looking forward to this versus battle for a while because it was initially supposed to happen earlier during the pandemic and then it didn't. So I'm kind of glad that it did this time around. Uh, for those who had not been keeping up, this versus battle was between two legendary hip hop groups, uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony and 3 Six Mafia. Now. Mafia? All five Bonthas and Harmony members were there. Um, naturally, all six, three, six members could not be there because Coops Danica and um, Lord Infamous have passed on. Rest in peace to them. So four of them were there, and that and that included UCJ, DJ Paul, Crunchy Black, and Gangsta Boo. <laughs> um, now all five Bonthas, Crazy Lazy, Wishing Flesh, and Busy, were there, and it's. Everybody knows the tumultuous history between with within Bone Thugs, man. Because if you are a fan like I am, you know how often that certain members will break away for a while to do their own thing, and then come back, and then break away for a while, and then come back. Well, early in their career, we know that Busy had problems, and now I'm not gonna say that 
they weren't justified because Busy did have some trauma going up, growing up, if you know Busy Bone's story. Uh, the man was kidnapped by his stepfather, him and his sister, um, way back in the day. And they were founded a, a, a couple years later. So he's he's had some some lingering issues in the past. Uh, but within the group, he's definitely had some lingering issues with the, with the group as a whole. And has left the group um, to do kind of his own thing and to get his mind right. Uh, and then has come back. You know, at certain times as well. For those who know Flesh and Bone's story, um, Flesh didn't sign with them when they signed the Ruthless Records. Rest in peace to Easy E. So he was yeah. on and off certain tracks throughout the beginning of the career, and then he got locked up on a weapons charge. Um, he was released in 20, 2009, if I'm not mistaken. And so all five finally got a chance to be back together again after mm, nine years. Uh, then, you know, Crazy does his own thing on the side, Lazy does his own thing on the side. Um, but they all, you know, usually come back together, but Busy has been the most volatile member of the group at times just because of his ongoing issues. He's still family, but everybody knows what this is. Now, when the battle got ready to start, if you looked at some of the videos that they had uh, about the battle, how they would, you know, talk shit in a friendly manner, Busy was a little more hostile in his, uh, little clip. In this little he promo, took it back to the streets, yeah. Being and for those who know the history between Bone Thugs and Harmony and Three Six, <laughs> these niggas had beef, and uh, it stems back to whose style originated with who, because Three Six at one point people considered them to have a similar style as Bone Thugs because of the way that they rapped. Um, Lord Infamous being one of the main parts of Three Six, who kind of I wouldn't say he created, but him, between him and Bone Thugs, they are some of the originators of the, the way that rappers rap now when it comes to that triple lit phone in that, in that pocket. That was Bone Thugs and that was Lord Infamous. Mm -hmm. uh, so then you have the fact that 3-6, when they first started, they were into horrorcore shit. So they were, in, they were more horrorcore rap before they started you know, putting out more mainstream hits. Um, and everybody knows that Bone also kind of got into that mysticism as well. If you've listened to their earlier projects, like Creeping on the Come Up and uh, E1999 Eternal, they were into that shit as well. So yeah, these two le groups legit had beef because they thought that each person or each group was biting their style. Yeah. And yeah, they, they were going back at it, back and forth and back and forth. Now, obviously the beef has been squashed over the years, um, and they're pretty much all cool with each other. I think or, he just or recently talk. got squashed though, like for good this time. Well, yeah, well, I, I had known that Lazy had been squashed. It, I could tell Lazy hit was 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 real cool with them for a while, but apparently it wasn't squashed all the way because Busy still had some of them them lingering uh, feelings. Busy still <laughs> felt some way. Yeah, and if you listen to his little promo, he literally said them triple six devil worshippers and and you know we gonna beat their ass and shit. I'm just like. Uh, busy, you kind of sound a little hostile. So when the battle actually starts, you know, they, they all talking their shit, but they all still going across the little tape and they dapping each other up. But you can see clearly, Busy is nowhere near. He's on his own off on the side, just kind of like... On some real. Yeah, on some real hostile shit. He came shit. out with just like, look, and another thing, y'all ugly motherfuckers not going to be saying nothing about me when I'm on stage rapping. Here, mm -hmm. go, here go Gangsta Boo. Oh, uh, no, Juicy J. Ray. Man, so <laughs> and that is what set everything off, bro. 
And naturally, <laughs> with that, you know, uh, Busy threw his water bottle and his mic, I believe, at them. And then these, they got to tussling. And then you're against the group. Man, Busy, something wrong with you. You punk ass motherfucker. Yeah. Take your pills. Yeah. Like, yo. They really and then Gacy was like, "Busy ball ruined y'all career." I'm like, "Gacy, no, I'm like, no, Gacy, but you ain't had to say all that." I, I mean, he not on the songs that they played where like Busy was like at the forefront. Mm-hmm. He was he was floating that song, them songs. I ain't gonna hold, but I can kind of understand where. If you know their history, man, let's be saying Busy Bone caused problems in the past. So I'm not gonna say that she was wrong, but damn, you ain't had to say it. (laughs) But yeah, that that being said, you know, as far as who was wrong in that situation, Busy was wrong for you know, I guess having still having hostile feelings and then killing the whole vibe. Juicy was equally as wrong for saying "suck my." You're not supposed. You cannot say SMD to folk out here, especially, you know, OGs back in the day. Those was fighting words. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, it's always funny to hear somebody say that. Like, I, I guess, like, yeah, it's now it's not like, as bad. Yeah, yeah you dead wrong, SMD. Like, yeah. it, it just rolls and flows. But, like, Juicy J just, it just, like I said, it just flowed. He <laughs> was like, y'all ain't gonna be talking about me. That literally sounded like an ad lib. Like mm-hmm. on me, if he were to make a song tomorrow, he would take that clip. Man, <laughs> SMD, play that shit, man. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. <laughs> it's trippy, man. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, but still, man. Uh, for those who are like you, who are uh, I want. I guess it is considered old school now. But for those who were like in hip, old school hip hop, man, and who grew up during those times, yeah, SMD was fighting words. It may not be <laughs> like that now. I mean, it's still kind of a yeah, like, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I say you yeah. up north, like that's that's like prime time. Like you say something to piss somebody up, uh, somebody like mm-hmm. hey, you stupid. Like yeah. they, they gonna tell you about yourself. Now down south. I mean, you don't really hear that too much. Right. If, if I'm being true, like, you don't really hear it too much. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more so of an up north, maybe Midwest type type lingo. Because it's just like, that's that's really to let you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you under the chin. Right. Arm <laughs> cup. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All of that. Like, yeah. either you're going to come correct or you're not going to come at all. Well, needless to say, man, it, it definitely held the, the verses off for a few minutes. Um... And then they all came back. Busy didn't come back on stage uh, for a little while until Cooler Heads prevailed. Um, they still performed songs. They still had a battle. Busy did come out and apologize. And they all performed and whatnot. And whatever, if there was any lingering beef, of course, obviously, they squashed it. Because at the end, we did see that Gangsta Boo did go up and hug Busy. So, yeah. you know, things happened in the heat of the moment. And... As Busy has said afterwards, he just said, my soul made my body react. I'm like, well, bro, if someone had told you the uh, SMD, I'm pretty sure, yeah, if you come from that era, yeah, yeah that's automatic blackout. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, they ended it in unity, though. Yeah, I, they, they really did. I did want to hear uh, First of the Month. And you know what? It's crazy because um, I wanted to hear First of the Month as well as a few other songs. But according to um, DJ Paul... They actually ran out of time because they. I think they said they had six more songs, which I th- guess was three from each. Yeah. So I guess that fight really cut off the time. It was that, and it was also the fact because I think Swiss went on to say like a day afterwards 
that um because they wanted to be late and they getting paid and they weren't gonna perform until they got their favorite cup that that's another reason why probably the way things are going to go about um these verses now mm-hmm. are going to change um so basically from uh i think what the post was saying was um they were all present but because they again needed to get their drink needed to get they 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 feel good um they weren't gonna go out until they had it yeah that's why they kept i think three six uh kept saying you know we always sit we sit we sit you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. because they, they, they drink yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying um but that fight did take a, a good chunk of time on top of the fact that i believe they did start late due to mm-hmm. the fact that they needed to get get their minds right before it. yeah that i can i can believe that man and i think with the way that these verses have been going, you can kind of see why they've been starting so late, uh, with the exception of a couple verses that actually started on the prescribed time. It's because, you know, artists want to get their favorite shit together and things like that. Um, I will say, as far as the battle itself, I'm a big Bone Thugs fan. I just think it was kind of a bad matchup because while their styles were kind of similar in the beginning of their careers, it definitely branched off into something different as they got further along. Mm-hmm. Like, 3-6 became more of hit makers as far as trying to put out stuff that was going to be for mainstream and that was going to get, you know, the crowd hype. And, of course, they were more on the party side. They had, like, songs like Tear the Club Up, that's a party track. Like, Push a Motherfucker, that's a party track. Um, on me, and this is my take on it, I felt like a lot of 3-6 music was for, like, strip clubs. Strip club anthem, mm-hmm. like down south, thug bangers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then uh, Bone, they had the actual, like, that thug soul. Yeah, man. They had a lot of feeling and a lot of different. Besides, like, a couple of songs, like the song that they did with uh, Lil John. Mm hmm. Other than that, like, a, lot, a of, lot of weed tracks, too. So, yeah, yeah, they, so they so it, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was more so a lot of sesh music, uh-huh. uh, as well as, like, thug soul. And thug like thug feelings type yeah. music. Yeah, and, and and you can tell like the I guess for those who are from the south and you know wanted to hear those kind of tracks, they'll tell you that three six one and then some who are Midwest that are more laid back and chill will tell you bone thugs came with it. Me personally, I'm not gonna uh give a who who won which battle and whatnot because I think honestly I enjoyed myself so much despite the little fight that went on. And I grew up with both these groups. I grew up more so with Bone than I did 3-6 because that's what I listened to first. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, 3-6 Mafia, I can't say that I would love hip-hop as much as I do if I did not listen to them, man. I've been listening to 3-6 since my brother first uh, played Tear the Club Up 97 in his <laughs> car. And for those who don't know the history of Tear the Club Up, like that song got 3-6 Mafia banned in a lot of clubs because... Anytime they play that song, what the hell you thought happened? <laughs> exactly. So, so on me, like I feel like it more so gave me more nostalgia. Yeah. You know, just because like thinking back to the times when I actually heard the songs. On top of the fact that like they were prevalent in in hearing growing up. So like you know, I I don't really feel like I could take a side like you said and actually how it went. 
Like it just, it was feel good moment. Yeah, man. I definitely enjoyed the the battle as a whole. Uh, one of my favorite parts, I will say, was when Three Six brought out this man Terrence Howard. That shit was hilarious, but that, that shit, shit was le- yeah. That shit was that shit was funny though. It was like you from Cleveland, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> And I think uh, DJ Paul was like, "Yeah, we know he from Cleveland. We had we had to get one up on y'all." And I'm just like, "Damn!" And then I think Lazy said, "Cleveland niggas gonna do what Cleveland niggas do." That's and I'm like, "Damn!" But um, look, I got we got GB and Mike got DJ. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> but um, with the uh, the entire battle, man, I will have to give a huge shout out to Lazy Bone because he kept the peace out of both groups when that whole fight broke down. Lazy was just like, nah, chill, chill, chill. You can even see, like, when... Oh, bro, with the afro, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that was Lazy Bone. Um, Lazy Bone, I guess, has always been considered, like, a semi-leader in that group. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, man, like, Lazy was literally just trying to be like, yo, let's just get this money. Let's perform. Let's enjoy each other's company. Let's have a good time. Uh, you can even see, like, when Juicy J was running up towards Busy Bone, like, Lazy had his hands up, like, yo, chill, 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 chill. Before things like really broke down, <laughs> I, I watched that video multiple times to see that I was like, "Yo, he lady. went from the front to like, yo, yeah, yeah like, yo, I ain't here to scrap. I want the one who said it. Your people went busy, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 sure enough, obviously, you know, um, it was like we waited till we was forty something. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, I'm glad we ain't like do this in our twenties, like, but we. Damn near forty, and busy, and no lazy said, man, some of us pushing fifty. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, juicy fifty. I'm like, <laughs> Juicy's not fifty; he's forty six, by the way. Um, but damn near, yeah, yeah, they, they <laughs> damn near fifty, man. All, I think all of them were at least like late, very late forties. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. Well, it's, it's always funny to see old heads at like us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna say it's funny to see them like fight and whatnot, but it is funny to. <laughs> To see them fight, or like to just like still show the young bucks, like, look, if we gonna be like, oh, I got that's another topic we could talk about too. Mm. Um, but yeah, nah, it was a good, good versus. Um, I'm looking forward to the next one, whenever that will be. But um, it'll probably be sometime next year. Yeah, I think that's the last versus of uh, 2021. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the uh, the next versus. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, a couple more highlights, real quick, before we move on uh, of that versus in particular. I will say, as y'all, as you said, when when on the songs that like Busy got like in his bag, he, he boy that man. There's a reason why like between Crazy and Busy, I consider like two of the top tier rappers of all time in general. But crazy on the 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 track with uh, Tupac Thug Love, well man go if y'all have not listened ever listened to that song go listen to Thug Love it's Bone Thugs and Harmony featuring Tupac now Tupac slid on that track but the first verse belongs to Busy and Busy went the fuck off <laughs> like just 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 listen to it man and then the the track that they had with um uh, with Biggie Notorious Thugs of course Busy also went off on that track as well though in my opinion. They should have played Crazy's verse because I think I like Crazy's verse more uh, on that song than I do Busy's, but that's just my take on it. And it's crazy that they played that because Busy also had a, a diss towards Three Six Mafia in in that song as well. With but 
I mean, it is what it is. You know, they they had songs that did aim at the at the ops at the time. So, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. It was dope to see they brought out Wayne. Yes, with, with bands that make a dance. Like, yeah. definitely shout out to Juicy J for that. That that really got me hype. Um, Project oh, Pat. Other, yeah, Project. That, look, yeah, Project. I'm gonna go feed the streets. <laughs> I, I, I was like, okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's a little bit of history for everybody. Yeah, yes, yes, sir. And um, when he performed uh, Chicken Head and he brought out the chat, I was like, I hadn't seen the chat in years. So I'm glad to see uh, her and Project Pat do that little back and forth that they did on Chicken Head. Um, uh, Latasha? Yes, yes. Uh, well, Shatasha. Shout out to Yes, Tatasha Williams. Tatasha. We haven't seen her in God knows how long. And Since she's way still, back when. Yeah, she still <laughs> had the pipes for Thuggish Ruggish Bones. So, yeah, definitely shout out to her, man. That was a joy to see. Give these artists and these groups their flowers while they're still here. Because, uh, unfortunately, in the rap game, man, it's really rare to see these rap legends make it to uh, a big age. It's it's really unfortunate that we have to say that, but it, it really is. Like we, a lot of these rappers don't make it to yeah, 50, 60, and seventies. Like we had with Dolph, you know. What I'm yeah, saying? that was truly unexpected. Like, yeah, man, man ain't even lived to see his forties, bro. Didn't even live to see his kids grow up and become adults. That's it's. It's crazy that we that we live in that kind of time, man. But that's that's the the unfortunate part of this hip hop game. That's kind of the pedigree of it nowadays. Yeah. So, I'm hoping that a lot of these artists, especially with the ones that we saw, you know, they they make it. But if judge going back to that, Coops the nigga and Lord Infamous of Three Six, they both died in their early forties, man. A lot of them don't get to see their um. 67s now. Of course, they didn't get shot or anything, but they had health issues, which is another issue, man. Be sure that y'all look after each other's health. Lord Infamous died of a heart attack. I think Coop's, I think Coop also died of a heart attack as well, if I'm not mistaken. So just y'all could have been fueled from the the times too. Yeah, being honest. So yeah, definitely just y'all y'all be safe out there, especially when it comes to this uh, hip hop game. If you were a rapper or or an artist, uh, just be sure that y'all you're, you're taking good care of not only your health but just your wealth and also make sure that you got your your, your ducks in order and just be careful out there because th- th- this thing is ruthless rest in peace to easy i mean to make a pun off that but yeah this this thing this thing is really ruthless so just be mindful uh of that situation uh, with that, we are an hour in. Um, before we uh log off for the night, you got anything else you wanted uh, to talk about, bro? Yeah, I actually wanted to ask you. Did you see that uh, Rasheed Wallace and Meta World Peace actually came to amends? Rasheed or Ben? Ben, my bad. Okay, yeah, I did see that, and I'm just like, I was like, bro, That's dope. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man. Malice at the palace. Malice at the palace. <laughs> oh my god, that was like. I remember again seeing that in the headlines and watching the documentary on on Meta, like, and just like seeing how like after all this time they were able to, to put put all that that stuff to the side and, and reconcile. Like, mm-hmm. That's what it's about, man. You gotta move more with love and and put your your past grievances to the side. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Shout out to what what is um what is. Braun Artest's name that's like Meta isn't Meta Meta Addison Artest or something like that I don't I don't even know did he go name, back to his I know he got Artest back uh I don't know exactly what his 
name because he changes it so many times now because it was Meta World Peace. Meta San- Sandiford Artest. Oh, Meta Sandiford Artest. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow, man. But I'm I'm actually glad to see that as well, man. Because, yeah, Same I thing. remember when Malice at the Palace happened. Boy, that, that was a crazy, crazy game. Did they ever find a guy who threw the cup? You know, I don't know. Because like, I remember know, watching the documentary. I don't know if they actually said that they found a guy who threw the cup, which ignited the whole whole thing. Man, if they ever... That'll be interesting if they do find him. But I don't, I don't know if they have or not. Years later. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think it, it would be a moot point at, at this stage in the game. But still, that's that's crazy how they were finally able to come together, man. After all these years, uh, I was I'm not the biggest Detroit fan. Obviously, I'm a Bulls fan. I'm not the biggest Pacers fan. Obviously, I'm a, still a Bulls fan. But um, to see that at the time. Was I, I don't know how how old was I when Master of the Palace happened? I had to have been twelve or thirteen, but still, you know. It, and and y'all wonder why um, LeBron did what he did as far as getting those two parents kicked off. Well, not parents; those two white people kicked out of that game that last time because he don't want to deal with a situation like that, you know. And a lot of these fans out here. Oh, yeah, or, or, or OD when it comes to their hostility towards different players, man. But I mean, you you shouldn't should never talk about no man's family. Yeah, like you can part. talk about him as a, a player, say he a crybaby, talk about his hairline, you know, anything yeah. except for that man's family. And when he found out they was talking about Bronny and talking about hope he died, like, he mm-hmm. was like, okay, y'all want that smoke? Yeah, get, <laughs> get, get out of here. <laughs> you need to leave. <laughs> Like, he really was just like, no, I'm not playing none of that. Refs, get yeah, them yeah. out of here. And then the, uh, the girl threw up the crybabies. I'm like, bro, you talked about that man's family. Kid, bro. Like, yeah, don't, nah, don't bring no family into this, man. If you're going to say some shit, like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Get like, you going here. ball, nigga. You ain't even 40 yet. Like, all right, that's that's a talking point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that man has been putting his body through rigorous training since he was 18, 19. Right. So, I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> nah, man, that's real. That is real, bro. But I'm just so... <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm just so... Uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Because um, I don't want to say jovial, but I, I just had to laugh at that situation when, when, Bronny kicked, when Bron kicked him out. I'm like, okay, so he got... He, he told on him, and then I saw for a while. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, get, get them out. Get them out there. Pack them up. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna talk about nobody kids. Like, come on, man. You ain't gonna bring my family. Just say all the shit that you want about me. I don't give two fucks. Talk about, like you said, talk about my hairline. Talk about the the fact that I'm not doing as well as I used to. Talk about my uh, finals losses. Don't bring my family into this. So, but I'm not Braun. But I know he did that for a reason. And, you know, that's why going back to using Malice at, at the Palace as... As an example, like that's something that we want to avoid. So I'm glad he was able to, to handle that as a, as a player. And some of these fans just gotta really just have a reality check, man. Like these people are people too. I mean, it so, really speaks to like him being a professional, mm-hmm. a professional athlete. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because not saying that Malice in the Palace was like the epitome of unprofessionalism, but like we understand what 
ignited all of that. But yep. when you can actually articulate that you have a grievance within, you know, the fans that are attending, you know, you be able to go about it and manage it in a in a decent manner. Mm-hmm. And that is a good way to handle that situation because we've seen situations where fans, even in the last couple of years, fans have just been wilding, like somebody pouring popcorn on Russ, um, someone spitting at LeBron, mm-hmm. like that. That's really that really should be one of those things where the the player has every right to knock you on your shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, because if you spit at me, oh no, nah, I'm whooping your ass. <laughs> like, no, nah, we ain't, we ain't no talking, ain't no chatting, ain't, ain't no. I'm sorry. You can tell me that after I whoop that after I whoop your ass, but nah, ain't, ain't none of that. That rah-rah is over. I'm, I'm whooping your ass if you spit on me. So, uh, you know, the fact that they're able to handle themselves professionally says a lot, too. It's only a couple of situations where spit is acceptable. Mm-hmm. That ain't... <laughs> that, that, I'm just leaving it. That ain't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just leaving it. Oh, man. Uh, boy, I'm just the, the, the Casamigos talking. Yes, sir. <laughs> but, yeah, nah, like... Keep your bodily fluids to yourself. Indeed. Keep the things that you've purchased to consume or be your souvenir to yourself. Enjoy your game and keep that shit pushing. Yes, sir. Because, like, again, it's a little bit different now. But had it been back in them days and you was able to get up in them stands, that ass would be grass. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm saying, man. I am saying. Um... It is eight eleven. I I'm, I should. I don't know if I should be watching the game or watching wrestling because NXT War Games is on. But me and WWE have been on and off right now, so I'll, I'll probably catch it a little later. But um, anyway, I, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we can uh, discuss real quick that is on our brains. Oh, uh, so Miss Brittany Renner has uh, made another appearance within the, the world of social media. Oh, Lord. She was invited to uh, speak in front of the Jackson State University football team about uh, uh, being able to play the game between men and women. Uh, well, first off, shout out to them for winning the SWAC championship. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to Prime Time. You know, uh, I think this is his second season. First Technically, season. yes. Because he came, they had a spring season, quote unquote, but this is still technically his first year. Okay, yeah. so yeah, so his one and a half year, uh, yeah, celebration. Year. But that's still dope and a, a awesome turnaround for it to, you know, be a new coach within college football. Um, but she came and spoke to the football team about basically how to navigate relationships as athletes and her being an influencer Mm. she basically said that you know and i'm going to short term it as much as possible because it was a lot of fluff that she said (laughs) but um a lot of fluff basically that you know when you matriculate through your your career that you are mindful about who you you know interact with and who you're bringing into your inner circle to make sure that the people that again you're interacting with are a hundred percent for you and not for what your name or title brings mm. cough cough mm-hmm. cough mm-hmm. uh my <laughs> boy pj <coughs> cough pop calling the kettle black on that one as you said earlier man like 
it's the fact that, as you said, what she said necessarily wasn't wrong, but it's the fact that it came out of her lips. Like, that's why I gave you that look early, like, is she serious? Like, what the, what the really, hell? Nigga. Yeah, like, <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> really? Not Brittany Renner, of all people, saying this and shit? And again, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and bash her because I feel like the world has already done enough of that. But what she, like you, like you said, what she said was true, you know? And at the end of the day, you know, your heart should be first and foremost when it comes to anything that is to come of whatever profession that you decide to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I found it ironic that she was the one that was presenting that speech. Yeah, of of all people, her, but I mean, it is what it is, I guess, but yeah, still, I'm hoping that the, the players at Jackson State were able to, you know, take her word, or at least her point to heart and, you know, understand that. What Coach Prime was doing, of course, was, you know, trying to get them to see that, you know, these things happen, especially when you become a professional athlete. You just got to be careful of who you give your energy to and who you hang around and ultimately who you choose as your partner. You know, you just got to be mindful that they need to be for you and not for your pockets. But, and, you know, Brittany Renner, of all people, would be the most, that you know, that statement coming from her is the most ironic out of all the things because of what she's been known for and what she's been doing. But as you said, I ain't going to bash her no more. As you said, she's got enough of that going on in the media already. I'm just saying, that that's really one of those situations. You're just like, of all oh, she, people. She's done it to herself. Yeah, uh, of all people. Her? But, I guess, man, but... Yeah, if you if you're a professional athlete, just be careful out here. You know, take her words to heart, and also realize that her saying those words, she is one of those people. So just be be careful out here in these streets, man. Um, it, it's a lot of influencers out here, and there was a there was a room on um Twitter a couple of not a room of spaces excuse me this is in clubhouse but there was spaces on twitter where a whole lot of influencers got together talking about some girl who um who scammed them and honestly i could understand like that she she pretty much played all of them and whatnot and how she was i guess her as a person was toxic because she would kind of make herself out to be out like this bum and she would end up scamming them out of money and shit while I understand their frustration with that person because I wouldn't want that happening to me, I honestly didn't care about it because it's just like y'all are white influencers and I could give less of what happens to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, yeah, it's, for me, that's just like you got to be way more careful uh, out in these streets here because y'all, when it comes to these influencers, man, I, I, I just I don't really have any kind of feelings for y'all. I'm sorry. I can't feel sorry for y'all. Um just like unless you're doing something that's like truly, truly benefiting yes. someone, that whole influencer thing doesn't really. It don't resonate with me. That's for that's sure. A fact. That's for um, sure. I got one more point. Um, it's on Instagram. It says, "Pick one." Dinner with Jay Z, Icebox with Little Baby, uh, Raptors game with Drake, Hangout with Snoop Dogg, Studio with Kanye, Hangout with Shaq, or visit Rick Ross's mansion. I'm not visiting Rick Ross's mansion because that's really Evander Holyfield's mansion. But <laughs> so there's that. Um, damn, that's a good one. <sighs> I'm gonna pick two. Mm-hmm. And it's probably gonna be to hang out with Shaq. 
Okay. And probably to hang out with Snoop Dogg. I know hang out with Snoop Dogg is definitely going to be one of them. Now, now that I think about it, I'm like, yo, I definitely would love to hang out with Snoop, bro. Like, Snoop... I feel like he'd be on straight clown vibes. Like, <laughs> exactly. Dude is funny. That like, man I... goes spark up and just start joking. And and also because of all the stuff that he's been doing outside of, of rap, man. Like all the stuff that he's into, whether it's uh, commentating or whether show it's... with Martha. Yeah. Like... like I want to go meet Martha, like, see the chimpanzee. I'm saying, bro, like, I would, I would just love to, to spend a day with Snoop. Just be like, man, because, you know, regardless if, if you were a smoker or not, I just want to be around his whole vibe, because bro sound like it would be worth the, uh, worth the day. Um, for me, the whole, being in a studio with Kanye, I... I don't know. That does sound fun. That would it be would my, sound that would, fun. That would yeah, be my would. third. But like my first, my first two are definitely Shaq and the hangout with Snoop, and then studio with Kanye. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you don't make bad music. You don't. It's just you have to understand <laughs> where he's coming mm-hmm. from as as the artist. But like, yeah, I mean, and that's nothing against you know going to Icebox with Baby, but. Why would I want to go see somebody spend money <laughs> on jewelry that I'm not getting? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, I can go to any basketball game, like right. And that's no distant Drake, but yeah, I can. Go yeah, to I, I'm as you said, I can go to any basketball game. I, I, if Drake ain't, you know, doing something that's gonna be positive for me other than being at a basketball game, I, ain't no need for me to uh, be around. And then uh, dinner with Jay Z. All he gonna do is tell me to keep keep grinding. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> what he tell that little guy, you can be whatever you want to be as long as you're successful. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like I can hear that through the internet. And no, then and, and that goes back to that joke of saying, "Oh, would you choose five hundred thousand dollars of dinner with Jay Z?" I'm like, "You take the dinner with Jay Z. He's gonna tell you you should have took the five hundred k." And that's really. I'll take the five hundred K. I'm saying, cash me out real quick. Go, goddamn, pay some bills, uh, put some down on the house. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? <laughs> pay off my student loans. That's a fact. shoot, man. Yeah, just give me five hundred K. I'll figure out the rest. I will figure out the rest. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that is relevant right now as far as topics, but I think we covered all the important stuff. Uh, so let me just double check to be sure that then nothing else has, uh, come up in my notifications and no, I think that's it. Uh, so with that, um, oh, let me, let me go ahead and at least just let my music heads know as always. Um, definitely continue to, uh, listen to new music every day, every chance that you get. Uh, whenever one of your favorite artists, you know, is dropping something, please just be sure that you, you know, paying attention. And hopefully it's something that you enjoy. You know, let it get you in the mood. Let it get you right. You know, music it can heal. So, and I say all that to say because I somehow missed Mick Jenkins dropping another album. And I was a little upset because he dropped it at the end of October. So I'm like, yo, where where the hell was I at? Um, I listened to half of it and so far I, lo- I love it. So I thought um, I mentioned it, but... I think you might have, but I thought I might have took it as like he oh he just dropped like another song or two. I didn't realize that it was an entire project. So with that, 
I definitely, definitely enjoy it so far. I'm gonna finish it up. I gotta finish this a little way and listen through first. So let me get let me get past funeral and then I'll go back and finish up some albums because I still have not listened to Wale's album all the way through. And um, there's other albums out there that I have not uh, finished that I need to finish. Uh, naturally, I've already. F- I'm not gonna talk about Summer Walker because apparently that's on these these girls' minds nowadays. Is uh, I was literally in uh, shout out to Moody Sip. I was in her space. She's like, oh, I'm listening to that Summer Walker again. I'm just like, again. <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's no shame, Moody, but God, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that means she was sliding down all the walls of her career uh-huh. <laughs> and then some. Uh, I wanted to ask you too: Are we counting uh, Thief in the Night? That Thief in the Night by Lil Wayne. Um, it was only like an eight track project. I, I think I don't think uh, we're counting it's, it's that. A six track project. Okay, no, then no, we we weren't counting Thief right, in the Night. Cool. Any so up until a funeral. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Um, there was another project that another EP that they had out there that I was like, nah, we're gonna save that for like the the mixtape talk. Um, because he's got a lot. But the mixtape episode is not gonna come until like much much later. Because again, that man's got. So many mixtapes and so many EPs out there. It's it's nuts. Um, so yeah, yeah, man. Weezy is he he's been he don't make bad music, but just some music is better than others, obviously. But we'll we'll get to that episode um, soon after this one. So definitely stay in tune. Just definitely be on the lookout for that episode because we're gonna have some guests in here as well, and we're gonna talk about it. We're going to talk about it, and hopefully we'll have a good time, and we'll figure out where all of these, uh, where his albums lie. Um, the one album that we're not going to do, um, just ahead of time, is uh, Kyla Grove, which is the, it was supposed to be the collaboration with him and 2 Change, and technically it still is, but because Wheezy was still fighting with Cash Money at the time, uh, the album only went under 2 Change's name, so it's really 2 Change's album by technicality. So we're not gonna cover that one because of that situation, but obviously if he was you know, if they had the money right and if they had the if he wasn't in fighting with Cash Money and with Birdman, it probably would have counted as part of his uh discography. So there's that. Um but anyway, uh you got any black businesses or black podcasts that you wish to highlight? Uh other than our regulars, nah. Mm, okay. Well, yeah, let's go down the list of regulars then. Um, as always, shout out to Blanime Podcast, Rush Generation Podcast, and Mike Check, Waifu Waifu. We are Patreon subscribers to those three podcasts. Shout out to them. Uh, also, shout out to the Truth and Transparency Podcast with my boy Malcolm. We are going to do an episode together, man. Let me just let me get my schedule together because this is approaching Christmas, and I didn't realize how fast Christmas was, was upon us. So we, we got to make sure that we get an episode together. Uh, definitely shout out to Brutal Honesty with Kay Renee. Uh, she just... F- is working on another book. She just finished another one too. So definitely check out her books if you have it. Uh, Sedona Rose is her new pen name. Definitely check her out. I promise you, you'll enjoy the experience. Uh, let me see what other podcasts are out there. Uh, oh, shout out to uh, Animalytical where things get critical. Uh, shout out to y'all boys. Um, definitely because they kind of dedicated an episode to us, episode 12. Um, when I, when I went back and listened, I was like, oh yeah, the whole why, uh, you know, how people or some women view anime and video games, people or niggas as corny and whatnot, and how they went on a whole tangent about that. Um, if you haven't checked out our bonus episode regarding that, definitely check it out. Um, some points were made and are still being made at, at this very present time. 
<laughs> let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, shout out to the Culture Marauders as always. Um, they always shout us out on Instagram, so definitely shout out to them. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other. Shout out Panda. Oh, shout yeah. out Poodle. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Moody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, definitely shout out our 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 regulars, man. Um, definitely shout out the Panda. Panda just dropped some heat on uh for her graduation picks and. Yeah, I've not, not I've never looked at Panda like that, but them pixels had me like now nah, Panda. Wait a minute now, nah, ma'am. She's a five. Yeah, yes, yes indeed. So yeah, sh- 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 as they say, Taraji P. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. Um, as far as on the uh, worst generation podcast, um, I also got to give a a, a shout out to uh, GB. Um, shout out to the, the noobs in general, but definitely shout out to GB man. He's he's been dropping some gems lately, um, and I'm getting ready to have another conversation with him uh, about you know when we'll be able to be featured on his uh, Worst Generation pod. So we are getting something in the works. Hopefully we'll be able to get on Blanime, but we know you know Mike and Sine are rich and famous out here, so <laughs> if we can ever get a hold of them, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I had to throw it out there. Um, oh, shout out to Anime After Work, Anime After Dark. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, now nah, the last couple of weeks have been pretty, pretty fuego. Yeah, I'm. I, I've missed the last um, Anime After Dark episode because I, I don't know what I was doing. I can't remember. I was. I ain't gonna hold you. I was asleep. Yeah, I, I think I don't know. I was doing something that I could, I missed it, and I can't remember off the top of my head what I was. It was something important. Um, I mean, this but last oh week oh been, oh, uh, you was in New York. No 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 no, not that because I I did Are catch you about this this last yeah week? this last week. Oh, I know what it was. Um, yeah yeah, I'll talk about that after after we get off the mic. Yeah, but uh yeah, um okay. I think that's uh, that's as far as our usual suspects go. Oh, oh, shout out to Inside the Mind of a Blur. Uh, definitely shout out to Scuba Steve because uh, the Blur Mind definitely, uh, they, what they did was they put together a program where they were giving back to the uh, you know, to their communities and giving and giving out supply, excuse me, supplies and food to the needy, mm-hmm. um, out in Dallas, Texas, in the Dallas Fort Worth area. So they were doing that not only during Thanksgiving week, but they also did that this past weekend as well. So definitely shout out to them. Oh, shout out to Sundari. Uh, Sundari had us as her number three top podcast on Spotify Rap. So shout out to you. I definitely appreciate you, Ari, for coming through and doing the uh, spooky episode with us. Uh, definitely stay tuned in. We are definitely going to have you again, uh, and hopefully with everybody around this time. So yeah. yeah. Uh, let me see if there's anybody else as far as our usual suspects that I might have missed. Uh, I, I think, I think we cover just about everybody. Um, so, alrighty then. Well, let, let me just go ahead and wrap then. So, with that in mind, be sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the Chaotic Culture Podcast. Please be sure that you like and follow our Facebook page. You can follow us on Twitter at chaotic dot, excuse me, chaotic underscore culture. And you can follow us on Instagram at chaotic culture pod. Please be sure that you Subscribe and donate to us and become a Patreon member. You can go to patreon.com forward slash chaotic culture pod and become a patron at any of the four levels listed. I don't care if it's two dollars, five dollars, three dollars, whatever you can give. We definitely appreciate your support here. You can follow me, K the Pro, that's K3D the Pro, on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow Law 
on Twitter at Law96 underscore and on Instagram at L.JR underscore 96. And you can follow our other co-host, Nasa, on all social media at underscore call me Nasa. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that is another edition of the Chaotic Culture Podcast. Until next time, folks, remember, be blessed, be safe. God is love. Deuces. in these streets so let's talk about it please let's hold some conversation you see where i'm coming from yes it's so amazing go on here get comfortable you can grab a seat take a load off your feet yeah welcome to the table we don't tell no lies over here this ain't no fable we just live our lives over here we ain't no angels we just shine our light over here we got the power uh, we just showing love over here Everybody needs some, yeah, and we don't need a reason. Everybody needs some.